Hey everybody, this is Not Your Average Netizens, uh, the podcast where we keep it real, keep it black, and keep it about K-pop. I am your temporary host, Nat, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Jimin. Hello. And Jay. What it do? (laughs) (laughs) And this is a very special episode. We're actually going to be talking about our favorite B-sides. So we're going to take turns and we're just going to go over our groups and the B-sides that we love from them and why we love them. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Okay, perfect. (laughs) So I had some groups that were like obvious choices in that like... uh, 21, Tiara, like, you know, groups that I always talk about and they're the groups that I listen to the most, whether it's title tracks or B-sides. But I kind of wanted to sort of pick groups that I don't really talk about as much or who have B-sides that people don't really talk about as much. So I, my first choice is Oh My Girl. Yes, I am an Oh My Girl fan, obviously. <laughs> Uh, but what people don't understand about Oh My Girls, they have amazing, amazing music um, just outside of the title tracks. They have, I think, one full album in Korea and maybe one full album in Japan. But uh, all of their minis are generally really good, which is surprising since most K-pop groups put all of their eggs in the title <laughs> track and then they sort of just release other stuff. Uh, so my choices from Oh My Girl would be Step by Step, which is a B-side that they actually did promote a slight bit during the Windy Day um, promotions. And it's fun. It's cute. It, uh, the dance moves are great. And it just, I don't know, it kind of puts me in a really good mood every time I hear it. Uh, from the Remember Me mini, I love Twilight, Echo, and Illusion, which is pretty much the rest of the songs on the mini. Uh, they're all actually just really fun songs, and the girls can actually sing. So, I mean, not all the members, but the group can actually sing. So, uh, I know it just sounds good sonically, and the instrumentals, the melodies are always really fun and just peppy and sort of just put me in a really good mood. I will say that uh, Twilight is like uh, sort of like a dance track, which is really surprising from a group like Oh My Girl. Um, and it works so well. I actually suggest checking out the live performance that they have. I think it's on their YouTube page um, from their US tour. And then from Secret Guarding, I love Love O'Clock, which is another song that they sort of promoted side by side with their title, Secret Guarding, obviously, which is their single that got their first wing. Um, and I don't know, Love O'Clock is just like, kind of it's kind of almost like a mature sound but not quite because they don't sort of sex it up at all or anything like that um or they don't really um show a mature side it's still kind of like you know they're they act their age but they are you know early 20s and whatever so they're still sort of like into guys and flirting or maybe into girls who knows uh and so (laughs) Um, I know I just like that it's not like over the top it's not forcing this like image on them and it's everything sort of just feels genuine like I think all their music always no matter what they're doing if they're like 
doing a live acoustic version of like Halo or there you was doing like a dance to Mama Cedar or Senorita or whatever. You know, I feel like it always feels really genuine coming from this group. And that's why the child tracks work for me and their B-sides work for me. Uh, so yeah. Oh my girl. Yeah, she check it out. Uh, I was trying to look up and like do a screen share so maybe we can all watch it together <laughs> so that we can one of your um, so, like favorite B-sides so that we can all get a feel. I mean, because I'm not that familiar with Oh My Girl, but I don't know if Jay is or not. Um, but, but no, that was great. All right. So who's next? Jay? Ash? Oh, Ash is oh. here. Woo! What a surprise! Due to some technical complications, I got here a little bit late, but that's okay. I'm sure Nat did a wonderful job of hosting, and she is absolutely free to continue if she wants. So, uh, well, this is like the Oscars. I feel like you know we just have it. Some person, one person does the intro and the outro, and then. It's just freeform. Everybody just sort of does their thing. We work very well, like, I think, in that sort of method. So, Okay, so the first group that I did was Kira. Um, and the B-sides are from later on in their career, like around 2012. Um, <clears throat> so the first one is from the Pandora EP. And it's the first track. It's called Way. Um and it's before Pandora. So Pandora was the title track. So this is the song before it. And um, I just like the way that it sounds. I think outside of like their title tracks are like really energetic. Like their B-sides are um, like more mellow sometimes. Or they like kind of do like ballady kind of tracks. Um, or just bobs, really. <laughs> they just got bobs throughout the whole album. Um, so that's the thing that I like about Kira that they have like a consistent sound that they didn't just put like all their effort into the title track and then the other songs are trash. <laughs> so uh, the next song is uh, from their solo um, solo collection and it's Hara's um, Secret Love. I like it because it's a cute song <laughs> and stuff like that. And then uh, the video is kind of silly. Um, and I just like her voice. I know she's not really known for being a singer, but it, for that song, like she worked with what she got and I just really like it. I think it's like a little happy video and stuff like that. Um, it's kind of like Avril Lavigne's girlfriend, kind of like with the music video concept. Um, it's just a cute song that I like. Um, and the last B-side is from their Full Bloom uh, album, I think it is, their second album or they... Yeah, I think it's their second Korean album, I think. Um, and again, this is the song before the, the title track on that album, which is Damaged Lady, and the song's called Runaway. And that's like one of their more mellow kind of songs. And uh, it's like a breakup song. And I mean, I just like the whole feel of the song and like the way that their vocals uh, work together. I think that's another thing that Kira does well, so I think they know how to like, everybody knows how to work as a team to like be like a vocal unit instead of having one person be like Mariah Carey and everybody else is Selena Gomez. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so those are the, the besides for that group uh, that I picked. Yeah. Oh, um, did they do Runaway or Runway 
um, like, did they perform it alongside of Damage yeah. Lady? Yeah, yeah. I think I remember seeing that. I, that was like that was the song that got me hooked, like for that promotion period. Because I think I heard that song first, and then I heard Damage Lady. Oh. Kind of like opposites. So like Runaways, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that like things didn't work out between us, and the Damage Lady is like, you hurt me, and like you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like yes a, so it's like a dichotomy okay. that they did for that promotion so they're showing I guess two sides of the same emotion and I thought that was kind of like yeah. smart for them to do that um yeah <laughs> okay no I actually want to listen to this because I I do really love Kara obviously um but I never really took a look into their b-sides I'll be honest <laughs> um not even like their solo when they did that single album. Like I know of it. I just didn't really see it. Um, and I'm not really, I love their like dance tracks. So like, I'm not sure if their slow stuff would work as well for me, but I'm going to give that stuff, this, that song and the one from Pandora. Cause I mean, Pandora, it's the song itself is one of my, actually, I think it's my favorite song from Kara. So <laughs> I'd be interested to see how I feel about that. The mini that came out with it. All right. Well, Oh my god. Wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, there. <laughs> okay, there. There's my way. For those of you who okay, thank you. are listening to the podcast who can't see what's happening, uh, just imagine typos. It's only one typo. Okay, <laughs> 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 only one and that's still that's probably still a word okay <laughs> all right so who wants to go next i can go okay i'll start with luna so i it, I, it was easy to pick b-sides from luna just because like i generally think first of all they don't have a big discography um but i also generally think their b-sides are better than their title tracks like Except for, okay, don't get me wrong. Like, some of the solo songs, I, I really, really like them. But, um, like, when it comes to, like, when they debuted with, like, High High, High High was not it to me. Um, but anyway, with that being said, my first favorite B-side from Luna is Stylish. I really love that one because, um, first and foremost, I think I really I'm like one of those people who's like a sucker for ad libs. And I think the ad libs are really nice on that track. Like for me, it's like if you hear the song, it has a vibe of like it gives me like a mid 2000s vibe that I really, really like. It like kind of takes me back to the time where, okay, during that time, I was kind of like listening to a lot of Cheater Girls. (laughs) I, I was really young. I was like in I was young. So um mm-hmm. oh, I mean I was I was listening to a lot of Cheetah Girls and it remind Stylish reminded me so much of this Cheetah Girls song called Human. <laughs> Stylish is really nostalgic for me, so um that's like one of the main reasons that I really like it. So uh I think uh, an alien just abducted Ash, but that's besides <laughs> the point. <laughs> 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 that is the size point. <laughs> I, I do really like that song. My next Luna song is Satellite. That one I think is off of their recent album, XX, the one that came out that with Butterflies, the title track. I can actually check that for facts. Yes, so Satellite was on XX. But Satellite, I really like that one because that one has... 
I really like the vocals in that one too. There's like a, a section, I think it's like in the pre-chorus where they're just doing like this really cool effect with their vocals. It's like a decrescendo. And I really like it. It's really nice. I'm like one of those people, I really like small the small things. So if you're into that, if you like just hearing kind of uh, vocal quirks and things like that in your music, then I think that Satellite is for you. If you like to sing, I love to sing that song. So I think that that's a good song. And that's why I like that one. And then my last one song is probably my favorite behind egoist like my favorite luna song of all and it is colors which i believe was a b-side i don't think i i don't think it was released as a single but i couldn't in my minimal research i couldn't find the the truth so uh but i do think that it is a b-side um forgive me if it's not but um, it is a B-side though. I don't think they promoted it. But because I thought they promoted it because I saw them performing it on um, the music shows. Yeah, like- sometimes they do. Like I think now like, it's a trend to do two songs. But like you have your title and then you have like another song that you want to kind of promote at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Either way, um, the reason why I like Color so much is that this, like sonically, this is probably their best song. Like just in general, like the production of it is really well produced. Well, that's one thing about Luna songs is that a lot of them are just really well produced and it's like, it has a very high quality sound. It doesn't sound like it was like cheaply recorded at all. Um, and the actual beat is really like addictive. The vocals are very nice and um, airy. They're not airy, like not airy as in like, they can't like breathe when they sing but airy as in like it's flows is very smooth. And it's one of those songs that you can like ride with the top down. You, you guys know, I love that kind of, those kind of songs, but also too, it's just like going back to the, the production of it, the actual, it, it comes when it comes in, it's just almost like it's very minimalistic where there's like one or two, well, not one, but like only a couple instruments and then just pure vocals. And so, yeah, those are my three favorite B-sides. Yeah, you know what I was surprised about? What, Nat? Lunat- that you didn't pick Lunatic from the Odd Front um, subunit that they had. Okay. I feel like that is the one I see most people talk about. And I actually, that is one of my favorite B-sides from them in general as well, too. So I was just a little surprised. Full disclosure, yeah. I just want to be completely transparent. I have only listen to one subunit song from Luna so far. <laughs> okay. No, only <laughs> which because, one? Only because I, what I did was I wanted to rank all of the solos. So I listened to all of the uh. <laughs> And then I listened to their first album fully through when it first came out last year, their debut album. And then I listened yeah. to the most recent repackage. I think it was a repackage uh, but with yeah. Butterfly. So I spent so much time listening to all of like that stuff that I hadn't even like dipped my toe into the subunit songs. So I see. Yeah. But I'll definitely plan on listening more and then report back if I have any updates. I'm really interested to see how the ranking of the you the solos went. I mean now's not the time, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm very interested to see how that 
ranking went because I mean I have also listened to all of the Luna single tracks just in general like mm-hmm. when they were dropped and stuff like that and I mean I only have three I think that I stayed listening to all the time but I mean I actually really did enjoy almost all of the, the solos too so very interesting yeah. But yes, uh, I think it's Ash's turn. Okay. So my first group is the Wonder Girls. And I feel like in general, the Wonder Girls are pretty underrated uh, as a group. And obviously, when they were at their peak, they weren't underrated. I feel like after their disbandment and with how K pop is now, people kind of forget, you know, how big they were and like how much they contributed to the how you wave and all this and this is to say that the wonder girls are much more than so hot and nobody they have a pretty decent catalog of songs especially their later material and i honestly could go on and on about reboot for days but i won't um i do have a couple of songs from reboot but i do want to start with Wonder World, which was their second to last full album, and which has a few good songs in there as well. And my personal favorite song from Wonder World was Stop, which uh, I think I read somewhere, fan online once described it as a song that you could probably hear while you were shopping in H&M. And I think that's the perfect description for it because it really has more of a modern sound to it than a lot of the Wonder Girl songs had up to that point. I think that whole album kind of veered a little bit away from that JYP formula that we were all kind of used to and a few of the tracks and was kind of a departure in sound for them in a lot of ways. I think a lot of people didn't realize it just because the the songs that they tended to promote, like Be My Baby and that sort of thing, were very JYP-ish, but there are some really good cuts and I think Stop was one of them. Um, Sunye really shone on that song and it was just very I think with their whole American advancement that that would have been a good song for them to promote but you know with the way that turned out I don't know if that would have changed things or not but it's one of my favorites and on to Reboot which honestly I could I mean it doesn't count as a B-side but that whole album is just I mean I, to me, like the whole album front to back. There's maybe one song that I'm a little iffy on, but I could recommend that entire album. It's just great. But two songs in particular from the album that I really liked um, that weren't promoted. And the first one was um, the English translation of the title is Faded Love. And it's really, I mean, all the songs are... 80s kind of retro uh, synthesized uh, type of songs but Faded Love has this really kind of chill um, kind of relaxed um, kind of vibe and it really it's really a different side of them that 
that really shows through in that song. And I just, I really love it. And it's one of the few times you hear you've been seeing, especially up to that point. So I really love her part on that song. And the second song from the album that I really like is actually the first track. And I actually think I like it more than I Feel You and it's Baby Don't Play. It's an awesome first title track. It really kind of like hypes you up. The percussion is awesome. It's just, you can kind of just feel it like in your bones. And it just, it's really, it has a great beat to it. And like I said, it's a great opener to the album. And uh, Yenny um, helped write the song. And it's just, it's really great. I actually like, like I said, I like it more than their actual promoted track. But I can understand why they didn't choose it. But if you have reboot or you know feel like listen to it i would definitely listen to it in order and baby don't play it's just it's a great hype track it's it's awesome so yeah those are my tracks besides for the wonder girls i know nat also agrees with me that reboot is one of the best k-pop albums ever made you know what it's crazy like that was actually like my third <laughs> it was wonder girls <laughs> and it was really just me talking about how amazing reboot was and i mean baby don't play is just the quintessential like 80s banger i mean i love it, really it. it's just so fun like i even played it around like my friends just like you know you kind of start dancing along like 80s style obviously because you can't dance any other <laughs> that song and it is just like a throwback but in the best possible way Faded um, Love is great Sunny actually I think wrote that one and um, they actually performed that once on like some show like just a random promotion thing that they were doing so uh, yeah that's actually a fun song my picks would have been Baby Don't Play obviously Remember which is also it's a ballad song but they sound so oh, yeah. beautiful on it and Yenny also co-wrote that and One Black Night which is like yeah. one of my favorite songs of all time. Like English, Korean, Japanese, it doesn't matter who, what language is. One Black Night is that bitch. It's one of the <laughs> best songs. Honestly, like I feel like anybody who doesn't like that song is probably like evil. <laughs> because Actually, it's that good of a song. It is really good. And actually, remember, it's probably the only one that I'm a little iffy on. Actually, only because I think because of it being a ballad and it's a little different from the others, but I don't necessarily dislike it. It's just a little different in tone. But yeah, that's the only one, I guess maybe because it doesn't seem like it fits, but I understand why it's on there and I don't dislike it. So, yeah. You know, like, weird thing is like, for me, the songs that I were I was kind of like iffy on were the rap songs. So like Opa and Back. <laughs> Those two I have to say I jammed like, Opa, mm. so yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I I like I I don't I actually really like Lim and You've Been rapping, but like in smaller doses. And I feel like because I like the singing more than I like the rapping, I was yeah. kind of hoping like I was kind of disappointed in some ways that they didn't really get to sing, um, but. Yeah, those are like the whole album. It's, yeah. I mean, it's still getting critically, getting critical acclaim and stuff like that. Like people always think back fondly on Reboot, regardless yeah. of like if you're a fan of Wonder Girl or not. So yeah, it's always a good choice. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my second choice was Miss A. And I mean, I like Miss A. I don't know if I would say I'm a stan, but I'm definitely a big fan of Miss A. And uh, 
but I didn't really get into their B-sides as much like in the beginning of their career. I think it was more towards Hush. No, I think it's around like I Don't Need a Man's time when I started kind of getting more into them as a group. And I really, really, really love uh, Love Alone, which is actually an English song (laughs) that they did. I don't know if they really pushed the English promotions for uh, Miss A as much as they did like obviously not in comparison to Wonder Girls, but even in comparison to like other groups, it doesn't feel like they really like, they tried to put them on music shows and stuff like that, like Girls' Generation did. Um, So I'm not sure how successful it was at the time, but I really like the song. It's it's like a poppy, it's actually a really solid pop song. And everybody, everybody sounds really good on it. And their English is actually really fantastic. And what I liked about it too, the English wasn't awkward. Because sometimes in the English translations are a little bit weird and you're just like, mm, maybe they tried to translate it directly from Korean and it just didn't flow as well. But it felt like for Love Alone that they actually had gotten English writers on it. Or maybe JYP did it. And I mean, he's, he's pretty proficient in English. So that could have been it. Uh, the second song is Love Song, which is a B-side from their last album, their last mini album, sorry, Colors. So yes, the second song that I had picked was love song the whole mini is actually really good uh suzy did a lot of the writing and i think min did writing for one of the songs uh, but love song is actually a song that they actually did sort of promote side by side with the title track and it's sexy it is a, like mature it has like a very like not like over the top adult vibe but just like if you see them perform it and you hear the song and you hear that beat drop and you hear like instrumental like it's definitely a like it's just a chill good time i guess that's how i can describe it best um but i actually really really enjoy the song i wish i had done like some sort of video for it to be honest because i feel like that would have been something that we don't really see a lot of from girl groups in korea where it's like you know like you're actually like at a club sort of and it's not over the top sexy but just right on that line um and my last song is lips and i think that's from their touch mini album i should have put that in there i don't know why i didn't but it's another like bang banger (laughs) that's all i can say about it there's a lot of sort of i wish i was really good with like music descriptions like the in terms of like the instruments they use and things like that but there's a lot of like electronic aspects to the song and i mean once again they sound good the song is confident i think like especially with all the songs that i've said from miss a and almost most of their songs in general they always sound very confident like they're in charge they're the boss you know and i really like confidence i really like the sexiness i really love that like it's always just feels very girl powery and that's what lips is like too so those would be the songs from miss a that i have selected listen to their first album my first one yeah a class okay i actually have that yeah so to me that's like that's their best one. I'm super, oh, there's another B-side that they have. It's on, you know, it's when they did Hush, and I think it's called Come Over. Oh. That was, I think, like the first song. I think there's a pattern going on in the, in the B-side. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's either called Come Over or Come Tonight. It's Come On Over. 
Yeah. Well, sometimes, well, sometimes I've seen it called like come tonight too, like in like the title. So songs have like three different titles, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so that for me, that's like one of the B sides. And then on, um, on the first album, there's a song called Mr. Johnny. Um, I just like their first album, like all the songs. I was like, yes, K-pop, you can do it. You can't have a album of good songs <laughs> like it's possible <laughs> like that oh surprisingly love alone is on this actually so <laughs> i'd never seen that it was attached to like an album i'd only ever seen it like online and stuff like on youtube and mm-hmm. the performances and stuff like that i didn't i thought it was like just a single day like an english single that they had just randomly done um but i guess they put it on this album with Goodbye, baby, and breathe, and all their other tracks as well. Okay. All right, Jay. Well, who's your next group, and, and what are we picking? Uh, it's in black because um, a plus hardcore in black band. I have like all their CDs <laughs> and the light stick. <laughs> so I chose in black because they were like the first guy group that I was like, okay, I can get into them because like before that was mainly like the girl groups. Um just because like I like their concepts better and I felt like they were doing more with like their lyrics and music. I guess being more diverse about the things, at least visually that they were doing, even though I really didn't understand the lyrics. So <laughs> um so their first song that I picked is uh What You Want and that's off of like their single album or EP. Um, it really wasn't promoted that much, um, but it's kind of like a band kind of concept. Um, so this was like around like 2009 or 10. It was like when I first was like into getting into K-pop. And I mean, I just like the sound. It's like kind of like a jazzy kind of track. And I just like it because like compared to some of the other songs that were out during that time, it was something different. So that's like one of my favorite songs <laughs> like from them. Um, the next one is off of their like only album that they did and it's called Hear My Plus. And so that's like, that was a song like for the fans because the fans were called A Plus. And again, it's just a cute little song that I was like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> it's not like fan servicey or like, you know, like egging the fans to like give, you know, fight for us, you know, <laughs> like these other fans for us kind of thing. It's just a cute little song. I actually did it for for them because I just thought of this, I thought of, another song after I picked the three and it, it's off of their, they have more EPs than they did albums. So this is like one of their la- later ones, the one that had sexy, no smoky, <laughs> the one that had smoky girl on it. So this is the repackage um, of that. And it's the first song it's called no love. And that's like, uh, like a, a beat piano song. Um, and they have like more kind of vocals on that song. I don't think, Mur, he's the rapper. I don't know if he really rapped on that song or not. I don't remember it for that. Um, but it was more so like the vocals. And again, I just think it's like a cute little song. Um, and then the last one is off of uh, their last EP when it was all five of them called Broken. And it's like our relationship. And it's, a, if I remember the lyrics correctly, um, it's about like the relationship is about to end. And so then like, and black as the guys are like thinking about uh just think some of the things that they could have done differently to like maybe still like be with that person and i thought like for k-pop that that was kind of different because most songs that i know of so far that like that's not something that guys really talk about and i mean they weren't like talking down about the 
the girl in the song which is like you know like a relationship's ending and i'm sad about it like that and i was just like okay so the guys can you know do other things besides always singing about partying and you know being that guy <laughs> and i mean i just like that sound that's probably like one of their most mature sounding albums or eps or whatever you want to call it that they've done just the whole ep is just good if there's one that i would recommend people to listen to would be that one especially like older people (laughs) um like that yeah so that's my second group and the b-sides that i chose from i couldn't list an in black song if someone put a gun to my head so (laughs) just say why just say why and you'll be safe i don't know why honestly we looked at one before did we Yes. Yeah, we did. Well, we did jewelry. Really? Yeah. Huh. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at some men black. I am. Please. I I will. I will for you, Jay. (laughs) Yay. Yay. (laughs) But yeah, in black, Nat's gonna give it a try. Um even though we already listened to a song that she doesn't Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I guess that will make me next. I had trouble selecting my next group, so I'll let you guys choose between seventeen or NCT. Mm, seventeen. Yeah, because of the messy, I'm gonna pick seventeen. <laughs> I'm going to choose NCT because since. 17 wins anyway, so. Okay. All right. Well, my next uh, group is 17. And if you guys are unfamiliar with them, they are uh, a group with 13 members, a boy group. And they come from a little company called Pledis, which we are all very familiar with. And they, to me, are probably one of the more overlooked groups out there. I think that they have a lot to offer. They have... Honestly, if I'm being real, they're probably the only group where their vocals, performance, and visuals are all on the same level. Like some groups is like they're more visual than vocal or more vocal than performance or whatever. But 17 is pretty much all on the same level. And I think that they best show that with their B-sides. Um, their title tracks are fine, but I my favorite 17 songs are all pretty much B-sides. Um, actually, yeah, I don't think I, I'm pretty sure all of my favorite songs are B-sides. And the first one that I want to talk about is one off of, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce this album, but it was their album. They released a couple albums in 2017 and this was one of them. And it's a song called If I, and it's uh, performed by the rap unit. In 17, they don't really do like, they're it's not like really vocal line, rap line, dance line or whatever. It's like vocal team, performance team. Like they, they kind of label it differently and they kind of perform more so as subunits. I mean, obviously they perform all together, but they have their, they have, I don't want to say they're known for having subunits, but I would say that their subunits are really popular in terms of like within like the fandom and their rap unit is very popular and it consists of Wanu, Escoops, Vernon, and Mingyu. And If I is a really, really good track. It's also super nostalgic. It gives me, if you guys are familiar at all, you know, for all those listeners out there who haven't heard the song before, uh, but if you have heard the song You 
by Lil Wayne featuring Lloyd. No, sorry. I think it's Lloyd featuring Lil Wayne, actually. It gives me those vibes. Like, again, like, top down riding through Miami. (laughs) That's the kind of vibe it gives. It's a very relaxing song. It's not aggressive at all, which is kind of a departure from like what a lot of rap-based boy groups do. Seventeen is not rap-based, but I'm talking about their rap team. So it makes sense. And I'm not the biggest fan of necessarily, like, I don't think in terms of like the way they sound when they rap, I think that, um, their voices complement each other very well. And they have, and I remember, I think it was last episode, I said that Taehyung had the deepest voice in K-pop. I think actually that to- that m- might go to Wanu, that award might go to Wanu. And um, when you go from that low register, that really deep register that Wanu has, and then you kind of make your way up and go through Mingyu and S-Scoops to get to Vernon, you really kind of, it fits all together really well. But my main... Uh, like the main reason why I like the song, if I is just first of all, the performance of it is incredible um, because I think the guys bring a lot of energy and to a song that could be easily subdued. It, it's also a bit of a sensual performance, even though the song at all is like not really sexual at all. Like it doesn't have a hint of that. But if you hear the beat, you can see how like the performance would come from that. So that's my first 17 song. It was one of the first 17 songs that I really like added to my regular like car playlist. So I, I really like it and I really recommend it. My next 17 song is one off of, I actually have two that come from the same album. And uh, the album is Teen Age, as in teen comma age, literally. That one was also released in 2017. And I believe that album was... Uh, the lead single from that album was Clap. So I'm pretty sure most people are familiar with Seventeen's Clap. It was like a huge hit. So compare, especially compared to like all of their other songs, uh, it was pretty big. But anyway, funnily enough, Clap is not my favorite song by them. I don't really even, it's not my style of song at all. But one song that I do like off of that album is the Seventeen, The Leaders it's literally a song by the 17 leaders. And when I say the leaders, I mean the leaders of each subunit. Um, and it's called Change Up. And it's by, I think all of the music was pretty much produced by the leaders. So Woozy, Scoops, and Hoshi produced the lyrics with like one of their in-house um, guys that they usually use or, or or I should say in-house people, because I don't know if this person is a man or a woman. But anyway, they, they basically wrote all the lyrics and Woozy, of course, had a, and Hoshi had heavy hands in the actual music, um, which Seventeen is known for, which I really like. But back to Change Up, this song is another one that's nostalgic. I don't know what it is with me and like these songs that just take me back to a certain place in time. But that song uses a lot of, I want to say it's like a a horn that's very prominent and it has like a beat that's very um, addictive and and I don't want to say repetitive, but it's like, it's really um, ear buggy is the kind of beat that it has. And I think it's a really strong song that um, I, I, I honestly think it deserved to be a title track. It deserved to be a single just off of like the strength of it. But um, at the same time, like on that album, they had songs like Trauma and like, of course they had Clap, which was majorly successful. Um, so I can see why they didn't go with it, but I still think that it it was probably the strongest song on the album. And it's some, one that I definitely 
I, I listen to it more so on my workout playlist, but I would listen to it in my spare time. And then lastly, uh, for my for 17, my last B-side that I really love also comes from the Teenage album and is by the performance team. And it's called Lili Liabai. And what I really like about this song is the name of it, number one, is it really drew me in. Like, I was like, what is this? But what I really like about everything surrounding this song is the actual MV for the song. So I want you guys in your free time to go look up the music video for this song because the performance of this is really, really artfully done. Um, I, I think it's, it's, of course, you know, every K-pop group does like a performance video for their songs, but this one has a special quality to it. First and foremost, I know, I'm pretty sure it was choreographed by Hoshi, which of course is a member in the group. And the song was also like written by Woozy, of course, and like music and lyric. But the performance of this song will have you fallen in love with the actual song. Not saying the song is bad. It, it's a very eclectic style. It's something that I don't think is radio friendly. Like, I don't think you could hear it on the radio a lot, which I mean, to be fair, is a lot of Seventeen songs. Like, I think a lot of their songs are very, they're more so like, Things that I would I, I would definitely like to go to a concert and hear, but I, I don't know that I can imagine it on the radio. I'm sure that it would be though, because this, like I said, it's a good song. But yeah, it's it's I, I think the inspiration for the song, if I'm not mistaken, um, I think the eight. It, by the way, the performance team members are the eight and June, Dino and Hoshi, and the eight and June is are also part of 17's China line, Chinese line. So it's just, I think they add a certain flavor to the, to the actual song, like with the way, like the way um, their diction and things like that. Um, because that song, like if you say Lili Liabai, it, it, it's hard to say, but it's really just like, I think they add something to it that's very special. That kind of goes under, like, again, like overlooked just because we're talking about 17 and then we're also talking about their Chinese line, which I'm not going to like go on and on about the like line distribution thing, but honestly, they don't get as many lines as the other members, which I, I mean, this is not the platform to really discuss that, but I do think that like what they do like what they bring to the song is really special and and specifically this song you can really hear what i'm talking about about it being like a, sort of an eclectic type of song so yeah those are my three uh favorite b-sides from 17. Yeah, i don't i i honestly only know two songs from 17 clap and adore you which i love i thought like i think that's my favorite song from them <laughs> I know a lot of and the Boom Boom, and that's about it. Oh, and Highlight. Oh, I do like Highlight. And that's about it. So otherwise, I don't know. I don't know if it was said here or somewhere else, but that, like, the boys were, like, poor man's version of 17. And it was like, <laughs> ooh, okay. I don't know if it was said here or if I've seen it somewhere. They said the boys were the what version of 17? The poor man's version of 17. Ooh, that's a whole yikes. I have no comment on that. <laughs> but I'm like, ooh, really? Because I'm like really into like the boys. I almost said something that probably would have made both the boys fans and the 17 fans come after me. But I thought about it in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> my mind got right before I said it. It's like I, don't, yeah, I remember liking the boys. So I, I don't have any, I don't know where that stereotype came from. 
I don't. Are, do they have the same amount of members or something? Are they like a big group? Yeah, they have like ten or eleven people, and it oh. was just like what it. What, if I were like from what I remember from that comment was that just like the 17 will do something first and then like the boards will copy it like the style and all that but I was like I don't know really I don't really see it because I know a little bit more about the boys I mean outside of one of them building the earth is flat or whatever but that's that's (laughs) the point Um, but just like I don't see how the boys and 17's music is like as similar as that post or whatever was trying to make it seem. I was like, there's enough difference between them for me that I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, it's clearly a the 17 song. It's clearly a boy song. So I don't know. I think part of it is just because that there's a large, large number of guys in the group for both of them. Really. I think that's for me, that's what it really boils down to. I could be wrong. Right. No, you know, some, some, you know, the truth that the earth is round. I don't know if they're trying to, you know, really shade the boys for, <laughs> you know, the flat earth thing. I don't know if that's going on. Could be. <laughs> but. Well, my second artist or group is FX and actually changed. Uh, I had a different group for my second group, but I changed it. Um, So I uh, chose FX and they've been pretty critically acclaimed for a lot of their B-sides. I feel um, particularly on like Pink Tape and Red Light, Um, but they have a lot of really great um, secondary songs on their albums. I feel like FX was one of those groups where you really felt like when they released an EP or an album, like it was really an actual cohesive thing of you music. Like you felt like you're actually getting something that was curated and like put together with some thought behind it as opposed to just, you know, some EPs or albums, you know, you just kind of feel like they just put random songs together. But, you know, it actually felt like FX has like a good solid discography so my first song that i picked is from pink tape and i feel like a lot of people pick this song but it's damn good it's airplane and airplane is just it's a really great song i think one of the authors of airplane i think this was one of those songs that included a european producer or maybe musician, a writer, um, a lot of their songs had European or Western producers on there, as a lot of SM songs tend to do. But Airplane was just, I mean, Pink Tape in general is probably one of the most lauded K-pop albums. Like, I mean, you, you tend to hear it mentioned in like a lot of the greats, right? So and I feel like Airplane is really a gem from that album. It's just has like the perfect sense of progression and highs and lows and you just really for me it's like you really like whenever you hear you just want to sit there and listen to the whole thing um from beginning to end and it's just a really great song uh my first my second song is from their new uh, new abo ep or album and it's mr boogie 
Um, and this one was a song that I don't think they ever, I think they did perform it a few times, maybe one or two times on music shows, but I don't think they ever really promoted it. But I always like Mr. Boogie. It's a very simple song, but it has a very great chord progression. The And it has this kind of dark undercurrent to it that's really like addictive. It's a great dance song and Amber sings in it. I greatly prefer Amber singing to her rapping. So any song where Amber is singing is like, that's you know, any FX song where she's singing is like, you know, double the points for me. So, but I always preferred Mr. Boogie to new ABO and I understand why it wasn't like, the actual promoted single, but I think that they should have performed it more. It definitely, um, it's, it has a great, a great beat and it's another song that I like to kind of listen to in one sitting. You know, I can't just listen to like one part of it. Like if I hear one part of the song, I have to start from the beginning and listen to like the whole thing at once. So, and my third song is from Red Light. And that's Butterfly. And that's also, this is one of their, it's kind of a mid-tempo song. Um, it's one of their few like non-dance uh, pieces that they've done, but it's really nice, very kind of, kind of chill in a way, but it, everyone I think sounds really good on it. And it's just has a, you know, a beautiful melody and I, it has kind of a dreamlike kind of, you know, feeling when you hear it. And I really think it's one of their better tracks from that album. And of course, Luna sounds great on it. Um, Amber sings on this one too. And yeah, um, Red Light in itself was a really good album, but Butterfly is one of my favorites from that. So, um, yeah, those are my three from FS. Uh, I liked uh, Dracula. I think that was from, I think that was from Red Light, like that era. But I think so. I just love in that song how it like, it's it's a hard sort of beat or hard hitting sort of song. And it's sort of like, it's not quite high tempo, but it's still a little bit above mid tempo. And then the like course is like sort of like very very quiet and smooth and it's like Luna singing and I don't know like she sings really slow and it sort of changes the whole flow of the song I really like yeah. how that's set up I was watching their their tour <laughs> their only tour pretty much because because uh, SME sucks and they 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 blew that song out of the park. Like it's such a theatrical kind of song too. And they sort of put on like the show. And I think like uh, Crystal was, was supposed to be like the vampire there too or whatever. And it just, it like, it's, I don't really listen to a lot of effects besides to be honest. And I think they really, I think they're one of those groups that works really well with like the visual aspect as well too. Cause they're so cool. Like they have this like aura where they can pull off anything and they're just like very like confident as well too and yeah. i think it helps with their music not so much in the very beginning but like especially like starting maybe like um maybe new abu 
or um, electric shock or whatever, but like, like hot summer is definitely like, they are like, definitely swag like they're confident they're feeling themselves and that's all <laughs> yeah like they always kind of bring that vibe so I, that's why i feel like your songs like in and maybe in another group's hand it would come off as like floppy and just like cheesy and whatever but with fx they always put it off yeah they definitely had this kind of cool experimental um modern like edge like this edge to them where it was like you know they were doing things that you know, and producing sounds and songs that other groups weren't doing. Um, and still, I feel like, haven't done since they've just, you know, pretty much have disbanded. So, um, you know, not counting their three-person, recent three-person reunion. But, um, yes, yeah, but I, I feel like, yeah, they just had this kind of modern, like, edge to them where they could pull off things like four walls and just, you know, it was just the coolest thing ever. And you had. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I guess we'll circle back to me. And originally my third group was going to be Wonder Girls, where it was just going to like discuss reboot and why it's such an amazing album, but I already did that. So (laughs) I had to go with like, another sort of tried and true group and I went with Tiara because it was kind of easy because I mean I love all of their but I can easily narrow it down as well so I feel like I can talk about Tiara and their music forever Uh, but I'll just say from their last mini um, which was remember when they actually were four member group instead of a six member group because Suyun and Bomb no Bora, I used to be. I cannot remember it for life of me. Sorry. Um, they had decided not to resign with uh, Core Contents Media or MBP, aka Hell, and so they continued as a four-member group with just Cree Human, Jian, and and Jung. And so they, it was kind of like an interesting album because I feel like they knew it was their last. Um, so they kind of just wanted to say goodbye properly and like promote for their fans one last time and so each girl had their own uh solo track and then they had like i think three songs that they did as a group uh they had the title track for that was oh what's my name which was not a great of song which is why i can't remember <laughs> i mean it's okay it's listenable, but it's not like top tier TR for me. Uh, but they did have a B side that they sort of promoted. It was my side, which was Reload. And Reload is an awesome, awesome throwback 80s feel song. And actually, <laughs> the chorus sort of reminds me of Ghostbusters. And I think that's what makes it even cooler. <laughs> uh, but it's it's such a fun song. And from that, I also picked Human Solo, which Ula. And Cree Solo, which was Dime. Those two are just <laughs> fire tracks. And they actually kind of have a, a, a Rihanna feel to them, sort of. So you don't really know much about Cree. And then she comes out with this, like, Rihanna Beyonce-esque sort of track. And you're just, like, kind of shocked by it because she didn't really have a personality to me anyways before that. Um, and she's coming out with Diamond and she's, like, shaking her ass. And she's, like, she's giving it. And it's... If you've seen their performance for uh, when they were uh, when they first introduced the album, like it, I'm pretty sure everybody was shocked when they saw it, uh, but in a good way because it was a fantastic song. And then 
Ulala is interesting from human because it's human is is one of their top vocalists for sure. But when you think about the vocals in the group, people usually talk about Unjung and where they usually talk about Soon for sure. Because I mean, her voice is beautiful. Um, but human, like the song Ulala, really does depend on human's vocals, and she does a lot with them, and not it's actually very convincing <laughs> in a lot of ways. She was able to sort of come with the power, you know, when to be sharp, when to be like really ra- rounded with her with her pronunciation. And she she works the instrumental, which is also fantastic. But the song itself relies very heavily on her vocals and she just knocks it out of the park. Uh, and then I would probably want to say... I have so many good songs. For You is really good. It's for you mini album. And it's, it's just really, really chill, really sexy. The build up with the synthesizer and the chorus really like gives the song its power. And they sort of come together really well with the melodies there. It's another song that really sort of highlights Suyun's voice. I mean, she doesn't have the most powerful voice, but she is so good at packing emotion and just making you sort of sit up and listen to what she's saying. And so the chorus is where she really shines on that song. And then my last sort of song would be, uh, hmm, I want to say hurt from again. Cause I, but it's sort of, I love it for the same reason that I love where you in, in student voice on it. Uh, so I'm going to go with don't leave me alone or don't leave, you know, Koreans and their titles. I think it's from day by day. And that is, what I feel that MBK did really well back in the day, which was like this aggressive, sad, but also sad and emotional rap. <laughs> so it's like, this is a ballad song, like completely a ballad song, but they also rap in it. And it's like this slow, like angsty, melodic rap, but it, it stood really well. Um, obviously like the emotions and, and the lyrics and the delivery works really well, but I think it really shines as well. We're singing sings and also, um, <laughs> the snake Huayang, who like you know i don't like her either but she was their best rapper like i'm gonna <laughs> give her props for at least doing that and what she added to the group and she was the best rapper there and she did the sort of angsty rap um better than anybody else did it in the group so i feel like those two were like the one two punch and then everybody else and so that is for tr i mean they have so many other good songs obviously like i don't want you from sugar free or or gr those are the ones that i would definitely recommend i don't know if anybody else listens to tiara <laughs> um, i'm trying to remember i want to say at a time i did but like not recently and the only the only song that i remember okay. is like from their first album i think it's their only like full album and it's called bye bye and it was like when it was like the uh, yes That's yes one of my favorite songs from them I mean, I don't have a, a third groove. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can get the skip card and <laughs> go to. Yeah. So maybe if there's like another round. So if you go like or the next round or like the fourth person, uh, I might have somebody then. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Well, you know what? We'll circle back to you after Jimin and Ash go. How about that? Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, so Jimin, your turn. 
Okay, well, the third group that I um, have selected is, I mean, you guys have to know by now who it is. I'm going to let you guys take a wild guess. Shiny. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Shiny is my third group. And there's a lot of things I could say about Shiny, but I think where... I think that I, I think that I, I, when I was going through this and trying to figure out, okay, who what groups would I pick? I noticed that I was not picking Shiny at first. Like I was picking Luna, Seventeen, NCT. I had like a whole list, and Shiny was not on that list. And I was like, well, why is Shiny not on this list for me? And I kind of realized that like a lot of my favorite songs from Shiny are their title track. That doesn't mean that they don't have good B side. It just means that personally, like a lot of my favorite songs are their title tracks. So it didn't immediately occur to me that, you know, I would pick some of their B-sides as to be a part of this special episode. Um, But with that being said, I was able to um, isolate three songs. One of them is more of a, I don't even know if one of them qualifies because it's actually a Japanese like song. It's not a Japanese version. It's just a Japanese song, like a song they did for one of their Japanese albums. Um, so, and that will be the first one that I'll discuss. Um, and that song is tell me your name. This song is very recent. It was released in, I believe 2017 or at least first, it wasn't released in 2017. I think it was first performed in 2017 for some reason with this track. Shiny performed it at one of their concerts. I don't, it, I don't think it was a Shiny World concert. I think it was just a random Japanese concert. And then they, I guess, released it a year later. They released it in 2018. I'm not exactly sure on the details on that. that that's just how I remember it going. But with that being said, Tell Me Your Name is a very uh, provocative song is the I really like the performance of it and that's something that I kind of come back to a little bit on some of these is the performance is kind of what draws me in and in fact that's the first time I ever heard the songs when they did the performance but I really like this song because we've talked before about like you know when groups do Japanese songs when they do Chinese songs like you know how the language like changes sort of fundamentally changes the sound of the song. And I find that like Chinese Japanese releases tend to be really strong. And I can't say that for every group. I think a lot of people just kind of assume that, you know, if, it, if they're a big group, they're going to have great Japanese songs. And that's not really true. And I'm not just saying this because I love Shiny. I'm saying this because I really do think they have good Japanese songs. And this is one of them. And it is a very provocative song, a very sensual song, and the performance of it is also very sensual. Um, it's not even sensual. Sensual is like too soft of a term for it. It's it's more like, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but once you hear it, you'll know what I mean. That's the first song. My second B-side is Stranger. And I actually became accustomed to this song because I... I had stumbled across a lot of videos from their Shiny World 4 concerts in, in Seoul, I believe. And um, Strangers just happened to be one of the performances that I uh, stumbled across. And let me tell you, this song is not a song that I would have thought that I would have been into at first. Because it starts off with this like very, these harsh sort of like, um, like almost aggressive 
vocals it, it starts with Pajolkin and he's just like aggressively singing at you <laughs> and then it goes into like key but then it's like under key there's this like electronic beat and then it transitions into like a really cute sort of pop rock vibe and I really like it. I, I didn't think I would love it, but the chorus to me makes the song. Um, it's so upbeat, so fun. And and so it's kind of like gives you these like fun vibes, but also like this kind of like I'm angry, but not really kind of vibes. I don't know. I think it's just because most of the song, like if you watch the performance, he's just like aggressively looking into the camera, like with these like eyes that he just wants to like go and fight somebody. But then again, he always looks like that. So I don't really know what is the truth. And the climax of the song, like the apex of the song is the best part. And it's Jonghyun when he has his extended note. And I really love it. And then my last song is probably my favorite K-pop song of all time. Probably. Probably. It's, it's definitely up there, if not my favorite. And it's a song that is one of those songs that I've never taken off my playlist. Anyway, I'm getting into too much backstory. But let me tell you, Prism by Shiny. I just realized that I don't think I've ever said the name of the song. The whole time I've been talking, I don't think I've said the name of the song. But it's called Prism. And it's off of their one of one album, which is the most underrated Shiny album. And in my opinion, it's it's up there. It's, it's pretty much tied with Odd Odd as being their best album. I think it is their best album. I'm just going to put it out there. One of One is their best album. Prism is, uh, to me, the best shiny song. And that's like a huge thing to say for me because I love a lot of their music. I love View. I love Replay. I love all of them. But Prism has that special shiny sauce on it that in the way that like, you guys were kind of talking about FX, like, FX can take a concept and like if anybody else did it, it would be stupid. But since FX did it, it's kind of cool. Prism is not stupid, but it is like one of those concepts that is very eclectic. And I say that word uh, not loosely. I know I used it earlier with 17, um, but Prism is like, I can't even describe the beat, but I can tell you that it's like, like a little bit of, um, it gives me an R&B vibe. Definitely, it's and it also gives you like a, a retro vibe, like a vintage kind of feeling. Um, the performance is amazing. I just love the performance. It, it's not even like the choreography is fine, but it's not even like a, an extremely difficult choreography. It's just like really captivating. Each move has a purpose. The song is incredible. The vocals are off the chain. Like even uh, even Minho, who is like historically the weakest vocal in Shiny. Even Minho sounds like really, really strong in that song. Um, and I, I just love that song and I recommend it. I actually think that I'm going to recommend to my podcasters. Like if you guys can listen to that song, even if you hate Shiny, I know there's some people in here who have really, really hard feelings towards them. But uh, even if you do, I really highly recommend it. This is like the only song that I'm going to say tonight that if if you don't listen to it, I sincerely feel like you're missing out on something special. And those are my three favorite B-sides. Um, I just want to say that Trigger is everything. And yeah, that is all <laughs> that I have to say. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know about you, I love Trigger. Like that, I heard that song like when I was listening to Auto when it first dropped and I was just like, what? I didn't even know they could do this. 
And they haven't done any better for me since then. So. Are you serious? You have to, girl, you have to really. I tried. I tried one on one and one and one. And I just like, I guess for me with the whole, um, went with one of one, which is the first one they dropped, right? The one and one was the re-release, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. Like, I'm not saying it was bad, but it kind of was weird that they did that the genre um, that they chose to do without Teddy Riley involved. I'm pretty sure Teddy Riley was that one. I don't think so. I remember, like, I, I remember looking it up and it was kind of, like, really strange that, like, he works with SME, like, all the time. I mean, like, he had done even, I think the last, one of the last songs he'd done was um, Check for Girls' Generation when they did the party comeback i think was around that time um so i mean he is there so (laughs) it was kind of weird when i was listening to the album and i was like like you're using the genre he created and not even he's not even on one track i don't think they like sat up there and was like yeah we don't know i know (laughs) i could see because i know that teddy riley didn't he work more so with like exo no he worked with anybody like no, i mean any, saying, like in sm like no he worked a lot with girls SNSD. yeah he wrote the boys which was supposed to be there right like, but i was English like, like i don't remember seeing that he worked a lot with shiny i think i remember seeing him work a lot with other groups in SM. yeah but the the way that they pick songs is like they pretty much just get all the songs <laughs> and then they like um like I think, I don't know if for Shiny it works the same way, but I know for Girls' Generation and I know for Super Junior, like, even the members themselves, they give their songs to SME and then the group sits together and they listen to all the songs yeah. and then they decide, I guess, who they want to go with from there. It's yeah. just like, I don't know, if somebody was like, let's do New Jack Swing and then it was like, why don't we talk to the guy who created New Jack Swing? He works here all the time <laughs> it was just kind of strange to me um and I mean, kind of just enough, side-eye the album a little bit Sorry. i mean fair enough but if you listen to the album one of one is the only song on the album that actually is in the new jack swing genre every other song on that album is not actually in the new jack swing genre like for them is not new jack swing one and, of one or one and one one of one okay Oh, okay. One of one, the title track of that album is yeah. the only song that's actually New Jack Swing. The rest of them are like pretty much other, other like other like sub genres of R and B. So like Prism sounds nothing like One of One. Feel Good, Don't Let Me Go, Lipstick. None of those songs sound like One of One. They sound more like like eighties, like mid eighties, early eighties R and B. They don't sound really at all like any sort of anything. Pretty much after that era. So okay. I mean, no, but I definitely agree with you. I do think that yeah. like I am looking at the list and it is kind of strange that Teddy Riley didn't work on one of one. And there was a lot of people that worked on the music for that, like a lot of American people, but Teddy Riley was not one of them. So that is a little strange. Yeah. Um I don't know. I wasn't in the room. <laughs> but I'm just Yeah, of, no, I wasn't in the room either. <laughs> I'm just kinda like uh, no, I mean, I have definitely listened to this album though. I have definitely listened to it. Um because I remember specifically it um that i was it was because this album dropped like like 
August, September-ish. All I remember is I was able to walk outside. And I remember going on a walk and listening to this whole album and kind of just not feeling it. But I will definitely give it another try. Okay. Just to I mean, I I, I, I'm not saying you have yeah. to love the album. I don't, it doesn't. I'm no, just no, saying, for sure. Prism in particular to me is their best song. And to me, this is their most underrated album. I think a lot of people kind of have the same idea that they, out of all the shiny albums, they don't really have this one as one of their top albums. But to me, this is their top album. I just think it's, it's very well created, very well produced. And it has their best song on it, which holds a lot of weight for me. What but, would you say that people would say is their best? I see a lot of people saying like Sherlock, Misconceptions, like that entire series. A lot of people say that that's their best. Um, a lot of people like misconceptions. Okay. It has like it has some good stuff on there. It has like excuse me, miss, and like some of their really really deep cuts that are like really good to me. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I I just think it's the best song. People are not gonna agree. I still recommend it, and I don't mind if people disagree. I can see like merits all over the place. I also see odd mm-hmm. odd actually. I don't see it as much as misconceptions. Like with Shawals, it's misconceptions. <laughs> But with non yeah. walls, it's usually odd because a lot of people know View. So it, that's yeah. a lot of people love View, which I, I love. And View Waits for Love. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> the Story of Us. You know what? The Story of Us series, I feel like kind of flew under the radar too because, I mean, people are not going to like it. I get it. Um, but also, it, it kind of came out at like a time where I can see a lot of people just not really feeling it. Like in terms of, um like i don't know a lot of stuff was happening in june when the story of the story of light like series came out so (laughs) um i didn't discover that song until way later so myself so yeah i mean yeah and and you know that could be like my thing too because i didn't discover shiny until way after misconceptions was released where like i knew they existed but i didn't really start listening until way after all of these other albums were released so i didn't like i wasn't a part of a group of people that was listening when it came out so for me it was like when i listen to everything all together to me my favorite song is prison my favorite album is mm-hmm. between one of one and odd um and I, I do like misconception series it has a lot of great, great songs on it um but yeah i mean so i do recommend it listening to prism if you to all the listeners out there and i think yeah, that's my three favorite shiny B-side. So it is Ash's turn. Okay, so my third and final group of artists is Red Velvet. And the reason why I chose Red Velvet is because recently there's been some um, discussion among K-pop Twitter about FX and Red Velvet and who had the best discography and whether Red Velvet, Red Velvet is just an offshoot of FX's concept and who did the concept better and all of this stuff. So I felt like they were maybe a good complement to having FX as one of my options because while I have a lot of issues with, F, with Red Velvet as a group, I do feel like they have some pretty good b-sides and um my whole thing with red velvet is that while i actually quite like a few of their their b-sides um i 
I'm of the, I have the kind of unique position where some of the, a lot of this time when I listen to a Red Velvet song that's really good, I'm always thinking, man, this would be so much better if someone else were singing this. And I know that sounds really bad, um, but I feel like a lot of the time Red Velvet does the best they can with a lot of their material, but they, a lot of their songs, especially on the Velvet are very good. And I feel like they're, they're of a quality where they just don't, like I can almost imagine another group pulling it off to, to a different level. And it, and that almost makes it like that's part of the appeal for me because it's like the song and the group are kind of like don't match up a lot of the time with Red Velvet. And I mean, don't get me started on them as a performance, like as far as their performance like quality goes. But I do want to say that it's not a... I'm not trying to insult them. I'm just saying that in general, I feel like they could do better as far as how they perform and how they um, kind of interpret their music. But in any case, my first song for Red Velvet is Oh Boy. And that is from The Red, um, interestingly enough, um, because I don't typically like their Red songs, but actually... I do like a few of them and Oh Boy is one of their red songs that actually I feel kind of straddles the line because I feel like it could kind of be a velvet song if maybe the tempo was maybe a little bit slower but it's I feel like I, I see this kind of trend with some of Red Velvet's music where they get some kind of like really they get some really good pop r&b songs and you have these songs like oh boy we're windy as much as i dislike her personally she's a she's a talented singer and she's blowing it out of the gate and Solby's doing pretty well with it and then the other girls are kind of just putting in effort where they can and you kind of have this song where you kind of have like two different versions of the song. Like you have, you know, Wendy and Solgi and the rest kind of singing it. And Oh Boy is kind of one of those songs where you listen to it and you hear almost two different versions of the song. Um, but it's a pretty good song. It's very catchy. Um, like I said, it's kind of pop R&B, um, kind of has a early 2000s kind of feel I think and um like I said Wendy does pretty and Solgi do pretty well on the song and it it's good and um I think that one and then there's another song um I think it's called Talk to Me that's kind of similar in tone that also kind of heavily features Solgi and Wendy and it's also kind of in that pop R&B vein where, um, you know, it's like you have maybe two fifths of the group can kind of pull it off. But at the same time, it's a good, 
it's a good addition to your discography. So I would have that as my first song. My second song is Body Talk, and that's from Ricky. Um, Body Talk, I love retro, like modern, like 80s influenced music. And Body Talk is kind of in that vein. And it's, it's really good. I, it's a song that is surprisingly, I, I mean, it's one of those rare songs in K-pop that's actually like a breakup song. And the girls, they do pretty well with it. I mean, I felt like there wasn't really anyone that was a weak link on the song or, you know, for me, I liked it a lot. And it's it has a great kind of atmosphere to it. You know, when the first chords kind of start up, you instantly kind of feel, okay, this is kind of a melancholy, um, kind of desolate, you know, kind of song. And we're going into like, this isn't like their typical rookie, rookie, happy, happy, red type music. Like this is something a little bit more deep more uh something deeper than that um so i definitely i would say if there's one song that i would recommend to people going into red velvet i would put body talk um up at the top of that list um as far as maybe showing them having a lot of quality to their music and the third song for me um is from the velvet and you know, I would recommend most of that album. Um, for me, The Velvet is just, it is, a, it is a champion of its production. Like the whole thing, like the black guys that produced that album, like did an awesome job. And the girls didn't do bad either. But I mean, really, they got some awesome songs on that record. Um, Wendy got to really flex her vocal muscles. Soli did as well. And the other girls, it was a really good album for them. And um, one of their best songs from that album is Kingdom Come. And for me, I think I like that only second to Bad Boy. Um, it's just a really smooth R&B track. And, you know, Wendy and Sogi sing the bulk of it. And I wouldn't mind if they, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's probably not fair to Irene and Yuri and maybe not Joy. I don't mind Joy's like voice, but I wouldn't mind if like for the Velvet tracks for them singing most of those songs because they just have the type of voice for it. And I feel like when Yeri and um, Irene sing in these type of songs, it just kind of takes me out of like being immersed in that song, you know, for, for some reason, it just kind of takes me out of the, the, that the whole like moment of being in that, like that track, um, they just don't really have the tone for those type of songs. But I will, you know, give it to them for, you know, I feel like they do the best that they can. But Kingdom Come is a really great track. And like I said, The Velvet is, I feel like, is their best album to me. It's just 
great production, great tracks. And I feel like it's for a lot of Rev Loves, like, I feel like a lot of them, I mean, I may be wrong that I've seen um, on social media and the internet, you know, greatly, or at least international Rev Loves, let me put it that way, you know, greatly seem to prefer, especially after the Velvet album, their Velvet side because of Bad Boy and how well the other tracks came out and just um, really they seem to, I mean, even the girls seem to kind of be more into those type of songs than they do the Zim Zabalim and the Ricky and the Russian Roulette and, you know, the Red Summer, those type of tracks. They seem to be more into the Velvet tracks, but, I mean, I can't really vouch for that, just for what I've seen. But, um, and one more thing as far as the whole FX Red Velvet thing, I think it's kind of silly to kind of compare them as far as, and I'll bring this back to the B-sides as far as their discography and, and as far as them being both experimental groups and um, kind of having, you know, both being groups that I think both have strong, a strong discography of B-sides and can kind of maybe pull off the type of music that other girl groups can't, um, at least in the studio, because I will give FX the edge performance-wise. Performance um, but I think other than that, they're, they're apples and oranges to me. I mean, I think Red Velvet is experimental in a sense, but in a way different uh, way than FX was. You know, I said previously that FX had kind of a cool modern edge to them, and while Red Velvet is a lot more quirky and girly and, you know, they've got those two different sides to them, um, the red and the velvet side. So that's a whole different aspect of their concept. And I think it's just silly to try and pit them against each other to begin with. But, you know, K-pop fandoms are going to fandom. So, but I think both groups have really um, good B-sides that are worth checking out and you know like I said for Red Velvet while I have some qualms with how they may interpret some of their singles um, in the performance and as far as performance wise I think that as far as their studio work they've got some really good gems that are worth listening to. So yeah, that is, that is my last group. I just came in here to say that Zim's album is not as bad as I made it out to be. On <laughs> I listened to it again, okay. not on purpose. And mm-hmm. it was, uh, there were sounds coming out of my speaker. So it wasn't as bad as I originally regarded it as and I feel kind of bad for being so hasty in my judgment by no means is it nowhere anywhere near one of my favorite Red Velvet songs but I think that it got a lot of hate that it didn't deserve Mm, I listened to it sorry oh no go ahead no oh I'm gonna say that I have re-listened to the song and I don't know my initial feelings on it are still the same it is a bad song overall but 
I do actually kind of like the chorus. <laughs> the whole Zimzalabim. Like, I'm talking about that part. Uh, I'm talking about the Zimzalabim part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that is actually a, a pretty decent part for me, and it is catchy, and I still remember it. But I just want to forget everything else around it. <laughs> By pretty decent, I, I'm assuming you mean not good, but we listened anyway. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll say it's not their worst song. Like I definitely think Power Up is their worst song. Yes, I would hardly agree with that. I would say also. Uh, I actually really didn't like Russian Roulette and I wasn't a huge fan of um, Rookie either. So Rookie, Rookie grew on me. It yeah. was really weird. I think it's the melody. Like, Rookie, 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 Rookie. It, it's yeah. just, it's, it just, it, again, it sticks in your head. And yeah, that's true. As K-pop songs tend to do. So, yeah. But I will also <laughs> add that uh, Body Talk is actually one of my most listened to K-pop songs. It's actually probably in the top 10 for me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pretty good song, I right? I love that song. Oh my gosh. Like the synthesizer and just like, you know, everybody does what they need to do. Even Yuri, who always bothers me, didn't bother yeah. me in that song. She's one of those people that I feel like takes me out of a lot of their, especially yes. their songs, just takes me right out of it. And I'm just like, I wish Yeri would just like, be like, all right, guys, I'm taking a break for this song. I mean, this is no offense to Yeri. It's just, no, you know, she just doesn't fit on, she fits no. better on their red tracks to me. Honestly, a lot of Red Velvet songs remind me of the episode. I mean, no, it wasn't an episode of SpongeBob. It was the SpongeBob movie where he was singing Goofy Goober. And then at the end of the song, he ended up like hanging from the ceiling and nothing but his underwear. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? You're going to need to explain that. I, I feel yeah, like I have no context something. for that at all. Uh, I'll send you the picture and then you'll see what I'm talking about. And then you're going <laughs> to listen to a red velvet song and you're not going to ever forget this picture. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Jay, anything to add about red velvet? Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they probably, probably would be a probably more well received group if they had mm, some of their songs just never existed. Wow, I, I'll say that <laughs> they, they do have some good songs, but I think the songs that really aren't good overshadow them and keep people away from like giving them a chance of. Zinzella Boo is like one of the first things you hear. You're gonna be like, mm, I don't know about this group, but then you know that they did uh, like Bad Boy, not really Bad Boy. That one they could have done without, but like Bad Boy, like songs like that. That's like, yes, I need more of this from y'all, but no. I want to know the true difference, like between like a regular old Bad Boy and a really. Bad boy. <laughs> well, it seems like a Bad Boy is sexy and you know everything is just like intense and and sort of dangerous but not quite what a really bad boy is a werewolf that has a lot of that causes you to scream a lot because that's what i got from the two music videos i got and the songs because in really bad boy there was a lot of screaming yeah. i think it was supposed to be singing, was. but it was a lot of screaming so 
but Jay, do you have a third group? Uh, I do, but it's not a group. It's a okay. Group. Oh, yeah. Uh, racking my brain a little bit. <laughs> I think Kira was was an option, but they already you already did them. So, um, so I'm going to Wu Young from 2 p.m. Probably. One of the first soloists that I was like, okay, let me check them out. Um, I thought like Bo and Rain, and it's, all the songs are from his first album that he did like 20 million years ago. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was 2007, no, 2012, and they're in like the later half of the album because like he really didn't have much control over the sound of it. So it starts out kind of like kind of like band kind of music, but not really. I don't know how to describe it really. I guess like big band kind of music, so like 1940s kind of stuff. And then it's like throws you through a loop because sexy ladies on that, on that album. So you're like, how are you going to go from that to this? But then I think after, after the third track, that's like where things kind of settle down. And so like those tracks are a little bit, they're all like, more mellow and again i guess they're like relation they're they're like relationship songs but they're like kind of like romantic and stuff i mean this is like his first album and he's like i guess he was taking that kind of angle but he like never promoted those other songs it was mostly like the first three songs and then like the other four were just kind of left in the void um, so the first one is Be With You, and that's like the the romantic song. I was really surprised too by his vocals because I didn't think he was much of a singer. <laughs> like when he was like singing like at 2 p.m. But on that album, I was like, okay, he got some chops in there. And then the next one is uh, Falling Down. And I think that's a little bit more of a breakup song, if I remember the lyrics correctly. I want to say they sound more like 90s R&B, but they do kind of have like a little R&B flavor and like the later songs. And then the last one is A Myling Girl. And again, that's, pro- that's like the romantic song. I know he did sing that sometimes at the end of his concerts. And it's mainly like piano song. And it's like really short. Like I think half of the songs are like around like three minutes or three minutes, 30 seconds. <laughs> so like a really short album. So you can just like breeze right through it. And I just... I just like it. I think it's like really mellow. But that first track is like getting over that hurdle because <laughs> it is really like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I can listen to this. But there's an album of nothing but that sound. But then it changes after that. Yeah, that, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> um. Yeah, I could not learn, name a song either. So this was educational. <laughs> I mean, this was years ago too. This was like 2012, I believe, and then he didn't have another Korean solo. I think well, a year or two ago, and then like, and do think he had some stuff in Japan, but even that, I'm kind of like, it's not really ringing a bell. <laughs> so well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and to he, he himself said, Will Young himself said that he wanted to focus more like on 2 p.m. and like those kind of activities. And so he didn't start doing like his solo stuff again until like they were taking like those longer breaks. I think. Yeah. Because he could have, I think he really could have gone like the Justin Timberlake kind of route without all that Justin Timberlake mess. Because he was like at that time when he first did his solo was like 
the most popular member of 2PM. So that's why he got his solo first. <laughs> really? really? Yeah, it was really yeah. odd. Huh. Yeah. And he was like, he was like the mini JYP at the time. So JYP was modeled uh, afterwards. Okay. So that's like another reason why he got his solo first. Yeah, it was like really like out of everybody in 2PM, it was him. Well, it could have been worse. It could have been like Nikum. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us for this special episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Um, for our, thank you for listening to our discussion about our favorite K-pop B-sides. As always, you can find us on Twitter at A-N-Y-A Netizens. We're on Instagram at Not Your Average Netizens. And we are also on YouTube and SoundCloud under Not Your Average Netizens. And you can drop us a line anytime. Give us your, your constructive criticism, your comments, and not your average netizens at gmail.com. And stay tuned for our future episodes, our next regular episode in about two weeks. And our next, um, I guess you can call it our K-pop fan forum, um, fandom forum episode. Um, and... Thank you guys for listening and commenting and giving your support. And we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Some water. It's still hot. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>